Welcome to the Truckers Minds Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. All right. This is episode 22. 22. Yeah, 22. Uh, You're probably wondering why we're saying 22 because 21 was also already, uh, that was already done. We, we did that as well. So, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> 21 comes after, I mean, 22 comes after 21. I know. You're probably wondering why we're at 21. I mean, 22, but we went from episode 20 the last time. So I'm just giving that. They haven't up. heard it yet, though. Oh shit, that's right. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. It's a podcast. We don't got to be politically correct. All right, we're back here again, man. We got a guest with us, uh, Mr. Joe Joe Maynard. Um, he'll be just giving us, uh, you know, some insight on how he's doing in the music industry and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an artist, and what we'll do is we'll go ahead and shoot it over to him. And uh, first off. Uh, mm-hmm. Just tell us what you're working on, if you got something you're working on right now, and just your experience in the industry, just real briefly, just to top it off. Yeah, like right now, I'm just like trying to push out content. Get my Instagram up, man. My social media is not there. <laughs> that needs to get better. Like, I got all this, all these views, all this love I'm getting. All these, I got a lot of fans, man, but my social media just isn't there. Yeah. So that's what I'm focused on right now. Mm-hmm. So. I got a single coming, uh, I say, in the next month. I'm trying not to drop music so much because I've dropped a lot in the, over the summer trying to you know, build my fan base. Yeah. But right now, I'm trying to take a break and just, like I said, just build my social media, man, and get that really on board. And then, yeah. Do you have a plan for it? Honestly, no, man. I'm trying to keep it, keep it organic. I'm just trying to keep... I mean, the plan is to just keep posting content. I feel like people will come. Yeah. You know? Post quality content and people will become fans of you and they will, you know, start yeah. bringing other people to you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's the only plan I have. There's a real formula to like the Instagram. I think the Instagram is easier than any other platform to get followers just because the hashtags. Mm-hmm. So you could just like post clips of your songs and then put some hashtags on it and, you know, people just searching through music will find it. Somehow. See, I haven't got on the whole hashtag thing yet. I need to start doing it, though. Yeah. Definitely. It's it's really, it's like a cheat code, almost. Damn. It's yeah. like that guy, Gary V, um, he, I read his book, and in his book, he talked about, like, how you can gain so many followers. It's, it's like a real formula to it. It's like post at the peak hours of the day, mm-hmm. use the maximum amount of hashtags, which is, like, upwards of 30. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like hashtag music, hashtag hip hop, hashtag rapper, hashtag, and then just boom, 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 and like different artists, hashtag Drake, hashtag J. Cole, hashtag Kendrick. And you just do that like three times a day, whether it's a picture or it's like a clip of your song or whatever. Mm-hmm. And people will, you know, people will start coming. And you'll, you'll be like, it'll be like random people uh, popping up and following you. And then some people will unfollow you, but like, It'll just gradually start growing up, and you'll be like, "Dang! Like I got twenty followers in, you know, three days." You know, the only unfortunate thing about this whole formula is the fact that it kind of it just it's I don't know. The theory is kind of debunked by when you're scrolling through social media and you see some random chick that's not doing anything but being half naked and she has 300,000 followers Mm -hmm. and no fucking content. All she got is titties. And it's like, what Mm -hmm. the fuck am I doing wrong? Yeah. 
Should I go get some breasts? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it's the only way. Honestly. <laughs> right. You get some booty injections. Your going crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So, so it's, I mean, the unfortunate part is that everybody's grind is going to be different. You really don't want to focus on other people, but mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to not notice when, you know, and it's no slight to anybody, but they're putting out nothing but like, pictures of their body and you're like okay good for you you got a lot of followers Mm -hmm. and then when you're actually working and sculpting content such as music whether it's music podcast whatever it is and you know you have you have a more of a harder grind yeah you know it's it's different i seen a crazy tweet um a few hours ago and it and it was some random white guy he was like he's just like i find it crazy that there's people with like millions of streams but they have like such a low social media following, and then and then some guy was like, "Give me an example." And then it was some guy, I clicked on, um, I clicked on his page, and he had like only like two hundred followers or something like that. Yeah. But I guess he had like millions of streams on Spotify and stuff. I was just like, dang. And see, I think he was part of TDE too. See, wow. and I can I can attest to that because like. I, I don't have... Well, I do got a couple million. I'm, you know, humble brag. Let me just start out yeah, <laughs> Like, to let people know how many, like, just rough estimate on, like, out of all your... Uh, out of all the platforms, how many views you do have. Like, all together? Everything together? Yeah. yeah. I would say, like, 2.2. Wow. Um, million? Yeah, like, million. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, honestly, it's because back in the day, I say, like, not even back in the day, a cool, like, two months ago... The whole music landscape was different. Mm-hmm. The music would bring people to your social media. Yeah. Now it's the other way around. Your social media <laughs> has to bring people to your music. That's crazy. So I got into it a little bit. I ain't going to say too late, but if this was two years ago and I had this many views, my social media would be booming. Bruh. But since, like I said, I came in at a different time, but I'm going to just adjust to it and figure it out, you know? But mm-hmm. honestly, it's, it's that's what it is, man. It just... Your social media has to bring people to your music, and your music doesn't really help it. Mm-hmm. Like, That's very true. That, I mean, it's just—it's pretty much the same thing with us. We, we have a certain presence on social media, mm-hmm. so it's it basically when we post this when we post this content, we make it more. Um, we post certain content to kind of grab the viewer uh, to where they're like, "Oh, this podcast seems like it's kind of interesting. Let me go ahead and click on this." Mm-hmm. And what it is, too, the question you also have to ask yourself is how present are you on social media? Are you a social media guy or? Is that a real question to me? Yeah, or? for you. Are you like oh, a okay. social media guy or are you not, you're not really on there like me that? Me personally, if I didn't have music, I would delete all my social medias. I, feel, I believe you. And I, it's, the, it's the battle, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to understand that the unfortunate thing, it's not really unfortunate because it's very rewarding if it's done correctly, but mm-hmm. you have to leverage your social media that is probably, it's going to be, it, we're in a new time. Like you said, you said two months ago or, you know, a couple of years ago, this whole thing was switched up. It was. You know, if you come out and it's, I don't know. And what's weird is, is you really, you really can't pinpoint when things have changed or when they're going to like, people will drop something and get some viral video and, and it's like, what the heck? And then they get like 2 million followers on their Instagram and you're like, how is this happening? Mm-hmm. And it's something that's simple sometimes. It's not even something that's really important. It'd be like somebody slamming a pie in their face and then they get like... See, something about that, 
I figured all that out, and I I would say it on the podcast, but I don't want to ruin it in people's eyes. Uh, I'll ruin a lot of stuff. Like my manager is uh, shout out to Nate uh, Nathan Smith. He he works at Paramount, okay. so he links me up on everything. I be knowing so much. He's managing you. Yeah, he manages. Me. Okay, shout out yeah. to Nate. Shout yeah. out, man. Shout that's, out, Nate. Okay. That's that's the that's the big homie, man. He helps me with everything, man. He keeps everything in check. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man. If I if I said it, if I told you what's going on, you'll be like, oh, that's whack. Wow. Is it like Illuminati or something? No, no. There's no. <laughs> Do y'all believe in that? Do y'all nah, believe in Illuminati? I don't. Nah. Nah. Yeah, me neither. I, I did. I ain't going to lie. At one point, like, I don't know what, maybe that 09, 08 range when it was really, like, really popular and they were boom. saying, like, every rapper's Illuminati and they was playing music backwards and... I was, too much. I was kind of, I was a little bit scared, but after a while, I was just like, this is stupid. And they don't even be saying that. They play it backward. They'd be like, that means that the devil. You'd be like, what? No, that's facts. Honestly, honestly, and the rappers were playing into it. Yeah. They were they were they were acting like they were editing everything because they seen it was it was controversy. So they were like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw up the little six 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 thing in yeah. my in my eye or whatever. Like yeah. they all was doing it. So yeah. Drake was doing it too. Drake yeah. was like six 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 six. Yeah, I think <laughs> even like Rick Ross made that song Freemason. Yeah, and it was kind of like okay, you're they're just playing into this this idea. That's that's a I think that's a good marketing plan. If somebody if it's not like it, it's not the end of the world if you're in the Illuminati, but if something is like not that bad and you're just kind of playing into it, like if if there's probably I guess if you're a celebrity and someone thinks like you think they think you're in a relation, like if they always thought like Drake and Nicki Minaj was like a thing, so you know they kind of played into it a little bit on stage, yeah. like mm-hmm. hugging each other and him lifting her up and stuff like that. And it's just like it just gives some give people something to talk about. Exactly, yeah. lifting that big old fake booty. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I seen a, I seen a. Uh, this is a meme I seen. I don't know if you remember who Rikishi is. Yep, oh, I the did. wrestler. Yeah, yep. the wrestler Rikishi. It was a picture of him turned around and Nicki Minaj, and it said, uh, <laughs> and it said Nicki out here looking like Rikishi. <laughs> <laughs> he used to put his big old sweaty booty. Yeah, in I don't care if we acting, bro. Don't put your butt on me like that. That's oh nice. man, he probably sweating. I used to think that was real too. Yeah, he that got wrestling. Yeah, I used to think that was real. Yeah, I used to be like, man, that's nasty, <laughs> bro. <laughs> like, wasn't everybody devastated once we realized that wrestling? wasn't real oh uh, yeah I, I won't say I was, I was never a huge fan because my dad wasn't into it but yeah. it was actually very entertaining at a certain time it was say mm-hmm. about from about 96 not well like 97 all the way to like 2005 six mm-hmm. it was super that's when the rock was on there and stone cold and yeah. all of them I actually me and my dad ran into uh uh but it was what was the, it was the other one that was really popular you remember Goldberg yeah we ran into Goldberg right here in Bakersfield it, you know where the uh, I think it's Sports LA. Mm-hmm. It used to be Ralph's. Back in the day, we had a grocery store oh, called yeah, Ralph's. Yeah, yeah, and Goldberg was in there as tour buses in front of the the the, the store. Mm-hmm. And then me and my dad were coming. We wanted to go get some juice and some snacks late at night. We we're like, "Who the hell is this person parking in front of the store?" Yeah. So we go in there. MTV is inside of Ralph's, and Goldberg is in there. And then my dad was like. Around. Yeah, and, I, and then uh, my dad was like, "Man, that's like a fake Goldberg." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, Dad, that is Goldberg." Oh, that's a real Goldberg. And then and then Goldberg looked at me and my pops, and he was like, "He's like, hey, what's up, man?" And I was like, "Hey, what's, what's up, going brother? on?" And then my dad was like, "Man, you're a big dude." 
And then he was like, nah, man, you're the big guy. You're in here with your son, man. And your dad is definitely bigger than Goldberg. They shit. They was around the same size. How big is your dad? My dad was bigger than him, though. But Goldberg was buff as a motherfucker. His his muscles in his neck went up to his ears, man. That was his peak of his wrestling career, too. Yeah. Yeah, he was tackling him. He used to spear people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, shout out to Goldberg, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Check my Instagram. I got a picture with Goldberg. Hey, you know what, man? This is kind (laughs) of off topic, but Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about Illuminati, man. Imagine if they was real. Uh You know how many views we would get? Man. Dang. I got that thing, too, that, that, like, that uh, post from... Somebody tried, like the Illuminati page, try to send me a direct Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, shit. And accept it. Hit us up, Illuminati, you know, free marketing. Yeah. (laughs) I never understood that, though, like how they believe that, um, like you just totally dismiss talent. And it's like the (laughs) Illuminati can only, the Illuminati can get Lil Wayne to a million views or a million album sales in a week or just something crazy. Yeah, it was like. That's the only way you can get famous yeah. is by selling your soul. Like, yeah. <laughs> my mom was so caught up on that too. Like yeah. she would not let it go. She would always be like, Oh, don't be listening to that rap. You know, yeah. got all that Illuminati stuff in there. I'm like, Mom, <laughs> like mom, chill. Moms moms believe anything. Yeah. Facts. As long remember, as it's on the internet. Yeah. I remember when uh they used to like my mom or my parents would get mad about the uh the Pokemon stuff. Mm-hmm. Why? Or, like, the Harry Potter stuff. Just, like, being Christians, like, growing up Christian, like, there was a lot of, uh, like, they they said, they were just saying, like, stuff is demonic. Like, Pokemon My mom. demons and stuff. Pokemon? Like How's that demonic? I don't know, man. They just said. Pikachu was demonic? My saying. mom would not let me play with Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah, same What? Yeah. Bro, it was that serious. So, is this just, like, a case of parents overreacting or black parents overreacting? <laughs> no, it, it was, a like, a national thing like oh my god just, if you're like like christian like of the christian faith yeah there was just a lot of uh news going around that um they were like starting to get into like the backstories of like pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, and they were saying like these names are demonic and these the names of these pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards are related to like certain demons in the bible and stuff like that wow yeah uh, my mom used to say pokemon meant pocket monster and it was like mm-hmm. some demonic thing like you're talking about wow i'm really just learning stuff over here yeah man yeah pokemon gotta catch them all right eddie (laughs) eddie is muslim so he didn't have to go through the same struggles he's full of shit (laughs) 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 i just ate some bacon (laughs) oh man yeah we got we really got off on course off course there man but uh (laughs) what we're gonna do now is this is actually a very colorful topic? Uh, do you believe that a dog's mouth is cleaner than a human's? Let's elaborate on that. First off, we'll start with Keith. Um, I I just can't like. I think I'm biased because I'm human. <laughs> <laughs> we need a dog. In here. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think a dog's mouth is cleaner than a uh, than a, cleaner than a human's, but I, I can see where this idea comes from. Just because that that um, just a, just based on our diets, like humans being pork and you know all these you know dead animals and stuff like that, and dogs, you know, they typically don't eat the same kind of um, meats that we do. So I could kind of see where that comes from, 
But at the same time, I seen some dogs like they be licking their own booty holes and whoa, whoa. licking each other's booty. I've never holes. seen that. I've seen it. I've, I've seen, seen it, it all. Too. Their yeah. own booty holes. I've seen it. And I seen dogs kiss humans. So if if a dog's mouth is cleaner than a human's mouth and they kissing each other, then some them germs is exchanging. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one. I've never seen. I've seen the dog look at his own balls, but never his own butthole. Yeah, I've seen it. That's a flexible dog. You see, yeah. man. <laughs> that's some fucking <laughs> acrobatic dog. <laughs> I had to Google it, too. I, I forgot what it, I didn't, I forgot what it was, like the reason that they do it, but it's some sort of irritation that the dog was having and he just like was licking his own booty hole. Wow. Mm-hmm. Whew, that's a talented dog. Well, well <laughs> my theory behind it is I, I don't believe it, but then it's like, uh, I don't know, because you got to stack up, you know, you got to stack up, you know, the information. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, dogs will sniff another dog's butt, right? Mm-hmm. We, don't, we obviously don't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dogs, I've never seen a dog licking another dog's butt. I've never seen that. But humans be eating ass, so it's like, where do where you know? It might it, there might be some fact to this. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've looked, I've watched MythBusters, and they said the myth was busted that there, there was no fact showing that a dog's mouth was cleaner. Yeah. Um, but damn, man, like I, I'm just trying to figure out how. Like mm-hmm. we use we use we actually give effort to clean our mouths. Like we use mouthwash and toothpaste. Yeah. Dogs, but they just got a bone, right? They got that little dental bone thing they chew on. Mm-hmm. And if you don't give dogs that, then they just walking around with a stank that a stanky, germy ass mouth. <laughs> you know, licking and, shit. And you know what? I take that back. Dogs might really be out here eating ass too. <laughs> they might. I've seen it, man. Yeah, I've seen it too. I was like, oh, you a freaky, freaky dog. <laughs> <laughs> this dog a freak, freak. <laughs> I, honestly, man, like this. On that topic, man, I've literally seen a dog eat shit. So no, oh, nah. yeah. I've <laughs> literally seen it happen. So no, nah, I'm not. I'm not rocking. That's not. Yeah. Especially them ghetto dogs. Yeah. Do, how do y'all feel about dogs kissing humans? Oh no, white people. Oh no, sounds sounds about white. <laughs> you know what? Look, I've seen both. I've seen when I have seen a dog licking somebody on the face or in, in the mouth. It was a white person, but I also know some white people that be like, "No, nah, don't lick me in the fucking face." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if you let a dog lick you in the mouth, I just don't think that's like that's not cool because the dog be doing shit like uh, maybe eating another dog's ass for you know. Yeah. Or maybe and they don't brush their teeth. No, at all, man. They at least when, like, a human, like, you know, if you're about to see a girl or something, you might brush your teeth before you meet up with her, before y'all kiss or whatever. But a dog is just, like, living. Yeah, he's just living life, man. Yeah. He just going up to other female dogs and like, hey, I licked the ass, but what's going on? <laughs> but, but wouldn't that be some shit though if it really was cleaner than ours? All that, all that effort we put in and you they missed, just be chilling. You missed that pun. You just said, you said, wouldn't that be some shit? Oh <laughs> 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 man, clever on accident. Yeah, man. Yeah, hey. I, lo- I love dogs. By the way, I love dogs. You know, I don't have one because I don't have a lot of time. I'm never really home like that. But mm-hmm. if I, I mean, if I would just trip out at my dog. If I'm just chilling here, I'm watching TV, and I look at my dog, and he's licking his own ass. I'm just like, "Hey, dog! Like, uh, you need to get you to a vet, you know? Yeah, <laughs> get this grooming, get this itch figured out." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, uh, Do- dogs are interesting. They just kind of, I think that idea that like dogs are a man best friend is a real thing. 
Oh yeah. Because yeah. like out of all like even if even people that have, I don't understand how people can have cats. Because cats are not like cats just be doing their own thing. Yeah, I know. Like there's no real friendship. Like everyone that I, everyone I know that have a cat, like they don't even like talk. No, it's like yeah. a, a relationship that's about to end. Like, cat, the cat is like almost like a friend with benefits. You know? Cats don't give a fuck. They're like on a day-to-day basis with your ass. Like, oh, you ain't feed me? I'll go somewhere else. Exactly. No loyalty. None, Your man. cat will leave you in a heartbeat. Yeah. So, yeah, no. Nah, I don't, I don't Dip mess for with like cats. three days and pop back yeah, up. Yeah, the cats is just hoes, basically. That's our Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> My cat was a rolling stone. <laughs> cats, cats are those uh, those those dads that went to the store and then come back for two uh, years. <laughs> cats are black dads. Oh no! Wow, <laughs> he, he took it there. Ooh, he it took was, it there. You know what, dude? I was, and, and you know what? I don't typically laugh at the whole absentee black father thing, but. There was a video that got posted, and it was some dude, and uh, his dad was like, I'm going to go to the store. I'll be right back, right? And he's like, all right, dad. And then it showed, it said like 23 years later, it was just a kid with the same shirt on, nah. and he was wrinkled, had wrinkles on his face, and then it was like, what you waiting on? Waiting on my dad to come back to the store. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. Man. That wasn't good, but like the way they did the video made me laugh, man. That was funny. Oh, man. Horrible. <laughs> It's it's funny, man, how you go from, you know, if a dog's mouth is cleaner than a human's to absence of the father. So you know it's a good podcast. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I wonder if animals have that that same. I know there's some some animals, like, just in their, their, I I don't know, like anthropology or whatever, where the father doesn't, like bears, you know, usually it's the mother. Yeah. They just take care of their cubs and, you know, certain other animals, but... I wonder if like dogs do that, like the dad just get fed up with being around the wife and then yeah. I wonder if there's like breakups. Yeah, but if the dog, mm. if the male, if the the father dog, if he leave, he gonna have to pay child support. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just leave these dogs out here without the right support. That reminded me of a picture I seen. It, it was a dog outside the door, and he was like looking in. He was like, he was like, Keisha, I'm here to see my kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. Dude. I was crying. <laughs> what kind of dog was it? I I can't remember. I'm trying to think right now. I'm trying to see if I got the picture. If it's a German Shepherd, I'm gonna die. If it's a pit bull, then it's like oh. <laughs> Keisha, I'm here to see my kids. I'm here to see my kids. <laughs> if his head was tilted to the side, I'd really cry. Oh, oh man. I, I tagged you on a video earlier from Tony Baker. Shout out to Tony Baker. They post all the animal videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does like uh, uh, a bunch of animals and he does like voiceovers for them. Mm-hmm. And it was a Rottweiler. He was eating out of a bowl. Mm-hmm. And the original video is the dog just like, arr, arr, like barking. And uh, they took that out and then it replaced it with his voice. And he was like, you better stop playing games with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I done waited all day for this meal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. That's hilarious. Yeah, man. Um, you know what? I, I don't know how, I don't know if the dogs just leave, but animals now, especially dogs, they're used more or less for like grooming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they. I mean not grooming, but um, what do you call it? 
uh, they just take the the female dog and the male dog and breeding breeding excuse mm-hmm. me not grooming breeding <laughs> mm-hmm. and then they just you know the once they they have the kids the dog the dad they don't have dog families you yeah. know mm-hmm. they just split them all up especially like pit bulls and oh know, yeah those and those dogs that really sell oh yeah yeah I've seen some beautiful pit bulls with like a like a gray coat and like green eyes it's like the breeders are on their shit man mm-hmm. they do a great job. Mm-hmm. But some people be breeding and dogs look fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Breeded a Chihuahua with a goddamn Pomeranian. Uh, I seen a uh, I seen a German Shepherd mixed with a Chihuahua. What? Yeah, we always wonder like which one was which. How, which, which one is a male? Which one is a German Shepherd? I don't know. All I know is if it was if it was uh, <laughs> if the German Shepherd was, was a female. female Damn. That Chihuahua was... That, that Chihuahua needed a... <laughs> that Chihuahua needed a ladder to hit that shit. <laughs> yeah, man. If you breed those and you got a male Chihuahua and a female German Shepherd, like, you guys literally had to hold that little dog up. That's was, like Lamar Odom hitting Ariana Grande. Ah, oh, that probably really happened. Yeah, I'm about to say. I'm about to say. Don't sound, don't sound too far off. Yo, yo, I play for the Lakers. Uh, the, the crazy thing is the dog looked pretty cool, actually. It wasn't like a weird mix. It just looked like a little short German Shepherd. Honestly, if you got to go up to somebody and be and ask them, like, what type of dog is that? In that tone, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be breeded, bro. <laughs> it shouldn't should, have been bred. It shouldn't have been bred. And that's one of them dogs that you go see, like, bro, yeah. what type like, of dog is, is that? And the, 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 I think the, way, the thing that freaked me out the most was the hair. Like, the, usually the German, German Shepherd's hair is pretty, like, silky, pretty soft. Hmm. But for whatever reason, the mix between, like, both of them animals led to this really, like, prickly hair. I was like, dang, wow. this is sounds terrible. Little half breed yeah. dog, little biracial yeah. dog. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if dogs do see each other and be like, yo, that's a light skinned dog. See that light skinned dude over there? Like, yeah. Dude, that's a Steph Curry dog. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a random question. Just on the same topic of dogs, off uh-huh. topic from the main topic. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, do y'all, because you, you said something about breakups with dogs. Do y'all think they actually be in relationships? Do y'all think they actually be in love with each other? I think so. That's a good question. I feel like it'd be like a real family dynamic. Do like, you really? But know? then again, I, I feel like do- dogs will hit anything. Exactly. Especially when they in heat. I think, I think dogs get in like situationships. Yeah. I just think they be fucking and then they think they cool. And then they be like, you know what? I could do this on my own. And he'd be like, cool. Yeah. I feel like, and a lot of times they're put together, so it's like, you know, those like, um, like Middle range. Eastern relationships the, where, yeah. Arranged marriages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it ain't no telling if they really even love each other. They might just be dealing with each other. All I know is that that, that male dog better stand up and take care of his responsibilities. That's real. Yeah. Or he gonna be down there at the court office. Hounding. That's probably where the stigma be outside. Keisha, I wanna see my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Keisha, open up the door. Yeah, that, that dog, hey, that dog gonna be having all kind of shit taken out of his paycheck now. Yeah, because you can't. What if there's like a. What if there's like a tender for dogs? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, swiping, swiping. They they just put their little paw on the phone and just swipe left. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. 
That's comedy. Oh man, that's a wild, word. wild name. But would it be called boner? <laughs> would, it be, would it be called boner? <laughs> yeah, because you know dogs eat bones. And, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. What, 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 what else could the name be? Uh, that'd be, it. that'd be, it. yeah. That's a, that's a million dollar app right there. You know what? Hey, they could actually do this shit. <laughs> that's real. Yeah. This might be a, like <laughs> like be an app I'll, for fucking breeders. I'll be at exactly. Society. That might be a legit idea. You get oh hell no. We got to trademark this. Or co- yeah. copyright it. We might have to blank out 30 seconds on yeah. this Yeah, <laughs> you, you think about it. Hold on. If breeders created a profile, had their dog on there, and other fucking breeders would swipe left or right on this. That's fire. That's fire. That's fire. And they'd be like, hey, let's have a meetup. Let's meet up over here. And then you take your, your dogs. Dude, yeah. But we how weird is that though? Y'all taking your dogs just to make the dogs have sex? It's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> Low key, some creepy stuff. But no, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. Uh, I, I, I think the name should be Boner. Wow. We could split that like one third each. Wow. I'm with it. Yeah, man. Dropping jewels mm. on here. Damn. I'm sure they have something like this. I know a guy too that does like the apps and stuff. Wow. You know what's funny too? I bet they have uh, something like this, but not like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they have, like I don't know, because it's a million dollar idea. So you know, what I'm saying if this was out I there, like we, we would know. Heard it. Yeah, we would have heard. We would have know. Damn, it's kind of unfortunate we put this on the airways. We're gonna have to. Uh, beep, talk. Beep, beep, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it'll be a date on this podcast. So they gonna know where you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's a hell of a point. It's gonna be a date on this podcast. So if, if it happens after this. We y'all know y'all got. I, got a, I know a lawyer. Yes. He's Jewish too. I'm a lawyer. You <laughs> <laughs> TMZ thing. Yeah, and me, I'm kind of lost. Today is August 26, 2018. So y'all just putting it yeah, out that, there. That's, so the, that's the time stamp, man. Damn. That's the time stamp. If anybody's listening to this and they're like, you know, that's pretty genius. I would love to fuck. You know, not not that not us. Wait, what? I would love. <laughs> no, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait. no, no. Talk about uh, this app and saying that kind of crazy. No, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to get my pit bull some action. You know, right? this would be the great place, man. And then, hey, this is a perfect breeder. But we couldn't. Call I know a girl. I know. A girl, <laughs> I know a girl named Crystal, and her dog is just the horniest dog ever. But he don't ever get no action, so she would definitely be, you know, one of the. The um, she could get the beta version of the app and then you know test it out, see if oh, her wow. dog could get some action. How you know her dog be so horny? No, I just know, like, I know her personally, so she just be telling me. I think the dog be trying to get on Keith and he'd be like, oh, oh, stop, 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 stop. What type of dog is it? Bestiality. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, it's one of them ugly mutts, little, them little tiny little mutts. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's crazy that like, if you grow up in a uh, I don't know, let's say you grow up in an area kind of hood and you see dogs around you don't know what the fuck dog it is it's just a dog you ever been rolling through the east side and it's like a million stray dogs in the street bro you better not get out that car (laughs) you better not get out that car because them stray dogs will fuck you up yeah they're like we ain't nothing all day (laughs) (laughs) what's that old disney movie where it's like two dogs and a cat and they just like they just running they pretty much crossing the country. Oh, Homeward Bound. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. And they talking and shit. Yeah. Like, cats rule, dogs drool. I had never seen that. Yeah, you seen that? Mm-hmm. It's not that great. <laughs> I, I mean, I liked it. Yeah, it was no. out when I was a kid. Yeah. The plot doesn't sound too, it's like, too yeah, crazy. Yeah, I don't think it aged well. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, it's man. a strange concept, just dogs running around America. 
What the heck? Hey, man. Hey. Hey, dogs can do what they want, right? We're not... Dogs' <clears throat> lives matter, okay? We're not going to sit here and, yeah. and you know... Rest- we're not going to put a, re- a restriction on what dogs can do. That's real. Okay? Shout out to all the dogs out there. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Moving along. SoundCloud rappers. Is there a stigma? Trey Wake. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a stigma? Is there you know a stereotype on SoundCloud rappers? Let's go ahead and first of all have Joe go ahead and uh, elaborate on that first. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's a stigma. I definitely think um, at this point, people who just see your SoundCloud leak, the first thing they think is just, nah. <laughs> nah. They don't even listen to it. They're like, this ain't it. Like, whatever it is on there, this ain't it. Like they, they be in an uproar. I can't, I can't seem to understand it, but yeah. I, I do get it, actually. I'm, I'm lying. I do get it. I understand because, honestly, I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, when I see a SoundCloud rapper that has no type of... Buzz or anything, I'm not gonna listen to your stuff. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just not. So I understand it, but at the end of the day, I'm a rapper, so I want it broken. <laughs> I don't want it to be there, you know, but it's there. It's definitely there. You know, you know what? I think I agree with everything you said except one thing. Mm-hmm. You said, oh, I don't listen to it. I think if you seen somebody and you could see the seriousness behind it, like how the, if you could see how serious they are about their music, then mm-hmm. I think you would listen, even if they were brand new or whatever the case. Yeah. But a lot of times it's like a waste of your effort when you turn on this, hit this link in the SoundCloud rapper, and it's the same regurgitated bullshit. Like oh. he's like, I'm gonna fuck a bitch in the, in the club, and I'm, and then I'm gonna put, got twenty chains on. And he's just like, mm-hmm. bro, like I can't do this at all. I can't do this. You know, so that's where the whole SoundCloud stigma, to me, really comes from. A bunch of non-serious musicians that, you know, that that don't really, they're not self-aware. They don't know what kind of music they're putting out. Mm -hmm. They're putting out anything. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, listen to my stuff, man. Listen to my, support my stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, bro, you really don't got to beg nobody to support your shit. If it's legit, it's legit. One thing thing I will say, though, is there's a um, definitely... We we all listen to like you know Drakes and Kendricks and all yeah. these guys like that. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the reason why they're so successful is like the the one main thing that separates them from you know just a regular SoundCloud rapper is like quality. Yep. Definitely. So sometimes when you you listen to a guy on SoundCloud, the the mix is not that great. Yeah. You know that whoever produced the beat like the. The, the mix from the instrumental is not that great. The yeah. drums may be too loud. The drums may be too low. The drums may sound like, you know, they beating on a, you know, a desk in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know what I mean? That That's definitely one thing that I think people on SoundCloud or, you know, just internet people in general could focus on more. It's just like up in the quality of it. Definitely. Um, and that will, you know, that will, that will take you further. Definitely. <clears throat> I agree. Yeah, and you you know what? Sometimes you know how you got like DJ Mustard and other good you know producers, mm-hmm. and they got like that little you know that little intro like Mustard on a beat ho or yeah. whatever like that. Some of them SoundCloud producers they'd be like Teriyaki Chicken. You be like <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like this guy's trying too hard. Yeah, and then the beat be just like bad. The sa- the those tags got to be organic. 
Yeah. Sometimes people be forcing it. They do, because mm-hmm. all the ones that 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 really make you like you can hear the you can hear the beat first, and you know what the producer is mm-hmm. without hearing that jingle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it'll be like Metro Boomin. You like I knew it. I already knew it. Or or if it's DJ Mustard, you know that you waiting on to hear that. Like you'll be sitting there and be like, is this DJ Mustard? Like okay, I already know. Yeah, yeah. So this question. Who is y'all favorite producer in the game right now? Wow, that's a hell of a question. You go first, man. Um, I think, like, all time. Mm-hmm. You said I would, now. Yeah, I, I, I know. I'm a, I just want to qualify it because, like, <laughs> these people are still making music. <laughs> Got so it. Like, you know what I mean? Got it. I think, like, all time, it would have to be uh, Timbaland. Ooh. But as Go of on. recently, uh, just off the top of my head, Probably, um, I like what, uh, what's that dude Murder Beast is doing? He did like, he did a lot of the Migo stuff. He's um, killing it. He does that murder on a beat, so it's not nice. Yeah. yeah. He's I like that tone. guy. I like that guy. Um, it's a guy named Ness. He did a lot of Bryson Tiller's And a stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else? I can yeah. I would have to, uh, sit down and think about it, but. That's, that was a, a couple. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Metro Boomin mm-hmm. and uh, Travis Scott. Yeah, I feel I, the, sometimes you when those rapper producers you forget. get in there, you kind of forget they. Mm-hmm. You know, Travis they're Scott producers. is dope. What I love about Travis Scott is like the little the little like ab little stuff he be using. Mm-hmm. It don't never get tired. Mm-hmm. Like and he be abusing them. He be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's lit. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's really good at. Mixing it to where his ad libs are a part of yes. what's going on. Yeah, like you know, with however he's sitting those ad libs in the beat mm-hmm. is making it to where it just like it feels like it's a part of it. It feels like yeah, hearing a Travis Scott song without any ad libs would throw you all the way off because that's <laughs> that's low key just a part of his like yeah. flow. Yeah. Is his ad libs like you you hear his 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 cadence and you wait for that ad lib at the end. You like okay, yeah. like you know what I hear? It's like that validation. It's tight yeah. as hell. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. You first. But, but um, speaking on on what, what we were talking about, um, Hitmaker, my favorite yeah. producer right now. Mm-hmm. That dude does not miss, man. Oh, what, what's his name? What's his name? Young Bird. Yeah, Young Bird. Dude does not miss. He went from like being like a lame to people, man, and now he just chain snatched and punched, <laughs> bro. All that, all that, bro. He was especially R and B. Like when he puts R and B records out, like ain't nobody touching him on that. Right now, no. Yeah. No. The crazy thing is, is people even still in the sound. Like I thought that boot up beat was him when I first uh, heard it. Okay. That's mustard. <clears throat> yeah. There, I, I didn't think that was mustard at all, but I thought mm-hmm. it was hitmaker. I was waiting for the hitmaker, like you said. Yeah. You be waiting for that tag. I was waiting, for, waiting for that the whole mm-hmm. time. Never mm-hmm. got it. I was like, oh man. Yeah. You know what? I was thinking about something as we're talking about the producers. Mm-hmm. This is probably the best time in history to be a producer Mm -hmm. because it seems like don't get me wrong the quality of artists there's a lot of really good artists out there and you know that's kind of I don't know it's kind of in the eye of the beholder so I don't want to say like oh artists are not the best they've ever been but Mm -hmm. there are a lot of artists that are really not lyrically up to par not doing certain things Mm -hmm. but this is the golden era of production if you really want if let's say you're not the greatest rapper but you know how to produce you know music Mm -hmm. like produce beats Mm -hmm. That you should, I think you should do that. Yeah. Because it's a, definitely a lane for that. Yeah. It'll set you, and we talk about SoundCloud rappers, but there's a lot of SoundCloud producers. Yeah. And some of them be 
dope. Hard. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. You're listening to something like, bro, how did you come up with How did you do this? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the times I'll be thinking that, man. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a, the interesting thing. I think I think SoundCloud producers, they they don't have that same stigma as the rappers. They really don't. No. Yeah. At all, man. And and like with, with producing, it's a bit easier to get on, man. You get one placement, you're good. That's that's yeah. all it takes. That one really? placement. Yeah. You you get it you get a song placed on on somebody like even somebody like just like YG. Yeah. You get a YG placement as a producer, now you selling all type of beats. Ooh. Or even like, you know, as a rapper, we make all our money off of doing shows, selling features, things like that, right? Yeah. But you gotta build a buzz to sell that stuff. Mm-hmm. As a producer, you can put all your beats on YouTube and just sell them, like yeah. from the jump, from the gate. That is true. You ain't got to. Oh, well, I don't really mean to cut you off. But have you worked with that dude? Um, that that local dude is like JP Bangs or something like that. No, I haven't had a chance to work with him, man. But mm-hmm. he's he's killing it. Yeah. He's killing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just linked up with this dude named. Um, sorry to keep name dropping, but this dude named Mark. He shoots all my videos and him those two are really close. Uh-huh. So um I'm trying to I'm trying to tap in with him like that way. <laughs> That'd be a good connection. Yeah, man. He's really doing. He got a lot of placements on, you know, different a lot of a lot of artists out of California. Yeah, man. He's killing it. Yeah. Killing cool. it, killing it. Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. I I just think, you know what? It's always good to make those connections, especially, you know, where we're from. You know, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of not a lot of access. This no, is yeah. not. This is not exactly Hollywood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> so no. yeah, you need all the exposure you can get. I, man. I've never like not even to sound bitter at all, but I've never seen a city with so much hate and wanting people to you know not make it. You yes. know, like yeah. you know Hollywood and the places that you name, like Atlanta, places like that. They all build each other up. Where we're from, man, it's just not like that. Now I wish it was, but it's. Yeah. It's not like that, man. Could you talk on that a little bit? Like, just your experience with dealing with haters and how you yeah. kind of push through it? Yeah. Like, me personally, man, like, I've always been a bit different from everybody. Mm-hmm. And, like, not until I got, like, in high school did I embrace it. And I really started embracing it. Mm-hmm. And then when I started rapping, I didn't start out good at all. I was garbage. And I was I even knew at the time, like, I'm garbage. Like, I'm, I'm, I was okay with me being garbage because I heard something that was different. I was trying my best to be different, and I'm like, I was like, if I keep going, it's gonna get like good, you know, it's gonna work, and uh, it started to work after after a certain amount of time, and that's what's leading people to not like me is I'm trying to do it a different way, and I'm so positive with other rappers that it makes it worse, <laughs> like like you would think that people will be like, all right, man, like he's 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 doing this for us, he's trying to help everybody, he's trying to work with you know him and him and and try to connect people and stuff. That's that's gonna make people like me, but no, nah, man, it makes people not like you because they feel like you just they take it as some type of arrogance yeah, for some reason. Crazy, yeah. They take positivity for arrogance because they're so <laughs> negative in their head that they have so much of a I don't know if it's the right word, but of a guilty conscience. Mm-hmm. So in their head, they thinking that my positivity is fake. No, nah, yeah. bro, you make a good song, I'm genuine. I'm gonna tell you it's good. But if you make a bad song, I'm also genuine. I'm just not gonna respond. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to. First of all, let me kind of crash that stigma there. Like people take being positive as arrogance. Yeah. You know the most, the the biggest like artist out right now I is Drake. You. Yep. Yeah. Most positive motherfucker out there. Yeah. And people they hate. A lot of people hate him. Even more than Logic. <laughs> logic is Logic is definitely another one. 
Chance the Rapper hella bothers you. <laughs> Them niggas. I mean, positive but like they, they're extremely <laughs> successful. Yeah. J. Cole, Kendrick. Yeah. Extremely successful. Uh-huh. So it's like, don't ever stray from that stigma. If you got to be that, I don't want to do no name drops, but like the Takashi 69, all the extra drama and all that, you ain't got to do that, man. Yeah, no. It's all about the music. Put the music out. Exactly. You know what? People feel like they got to do that though because they see Six Nine winning so much. Like whether we like it or not, Six Nine is the hottest, not the biggest. He's the hottest artist in the game right now. People yeah. always talking about him. You can't, you can't escape him. Yeah, you can't. You go on social media. I don't even follow bro, bro, but his stuff be all over my timeline. Mm-hmm. I don't follow him either. I can't escape it, man. Mm-hmm. But you know, it is what it is. But that's why people feel like they got to do all that because they see it work for other people. But they got to understand that Takashi is one of so many millions doing that same thing. His just happened to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy. And you know, the sad thing about it too is like, let's say for example, you and another artist who are pretty much on the same level, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you do a song together. Let's say you do a song together, and all of a sudden. After that song, now this guy's attacking you. And it's like, wait, what? What? That's what people do nowadays. Have yeah. you had some, like, have any rapper dissed you in a song or something like that? Yeah, a lot of rappers dissed me. But I'm, I'm going to go back to that, that point that she was asking them. I'm going to just skip over that because I don't even, you know, so I'm not even on that wave. I make music for women most of the time, so yeah. not even on that wave. But, um, yeah. I see. Yeah, uh, about, about people not liking me because I just, like, kind of floated over a bit. Um, like I said, the positivity makes people not like me, and it's being so different because I don't come out here and rap about like gangster stuff. Like it's just not what I do. So they see me like semi winning, so they feel like, oh, who is this weird old nigga <laughs> making a way for himself? Like I've been doing this for X amount of years, and I haven't made no. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got five hundred thousand views on a song, and it's instead of you would think it'll make people embrace you. Mm-hmm. I can't seem to figure out why people don't like me. I was just talking about this today with my my freaking uh, cameraman. Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird. I, I just find it weird that this guy has two point two million views and then he's still he's going through this. It's just it's this crazy, man. Well, I think what we realized too about the podcast. Um, yeah. I'm sure, I'm definitely sure you experienced it because you make music mostly for women. Mm-hmm. Is that um, mostly we get a lot of responses from women about. Most you know, loyal fan base. Yep. So it's just an interesting idea. Yeah. I think women have like the least amount because they're not competing with exactly. us. You know what I mean? You hit. I was about to say that, but like what you kept talking, that's exactly <laughs> what it is because women aren't playing the who's is bigger contest. You know what I'm saying? They don't care if mm-hmm. they don't care if you're winning because they're like this ain't. It ain't hurting me that he's winning. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, truthfully, it ain't hurting those other dudes that you winning either. It's enough room for everybody, but they just see it that way. They feel mm-hmm. like, oh, he's getting on, so I can't for some reason. It just yeah. doesn't doesn't add up. But no, yeah. that's facts. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. And it's the truth. Women are the most loyal fan base because they're not they're not playing the 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 the, the game, you know, mm-hmm. more or less. And it's like obviously, like you said, men should still have that same thought process, but it's like it's just this unrealistic competition. And it's like, for one, I think you you increase your chances of winning when you co- when it's a collaborative. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, how the fuck do you hate me when we do the same thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, the same lane. Working towards the same goal. I just think what it is, if you work, even if you're working towards the same goal, when we're working towards the same goal and they feel like you're going towards that, Either 
faster than them or they may feel threatened, then they're not in on you. Mm-hmm. They figure if they ain't got to fuck with you, then, you know, or they talk bad about you, then it may sway somebody's opinion. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, that's a loser's mentality. Yeah. If you want to be a loser, then go ahead and do that. But if you want to win, you, you got to congratulate and collaborate with people that are doing the same thing as you with the same energy and the same effort. Mm-hmm. That's how you win. Mm-hmm. You know, not like you're using somebody as a ladder. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, like, let's let's do this, man. Mm-hmm. Think about all these hit records. Like, think about all the people that freaking Drake worked with. I was listening to the Brilliant Idiots podcast recently, mm-hmm. and they talked about when he worked with uh, he worked with McConan. Yep. And he did something with uh, what's the dude, the little baby. Yep. And it's like these guys are not even like even close to being on Drake's level. Yeah. But. Drake Drake understands that how fast his game moves. So he understands that working with people, you get the this not not in a bad way cuz I I completely agree with what you're doing Drake but I mean you're not probably not going to hear it but <laughs> but if, 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 if you if you ever if you ever decide to click on a trucker's blind podcast <laughs> I don't mean this in an offensive way man. I but stealing the sauce is what you have to do to stay relevant. Yeah. Wow. You got to steal the sauce. You got to you got to be like okay that's winning right now. Oh, that's the next. That's the next sound. Let me hop on that. Oh, that's the new hot producer. Give me a, coup, a couple beats. You know what I'm saying? You have to. If you don't, you know what I'm saying. It just you just gonna fall off. That's what Jay Z did. That's what um, he doesn't do it anymore. But Eminem did it for a while. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, now Drake and now you know they're the biggest artists ever because of that. Yeah. What if Drake hear this like, oh yeah, I heard that, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey bro, Drake, give me a verse. <laughs> you never it's really like you never know though, because he did some like some random songs that maybe there's a connection behind the scenes that people know of. It's always but, a connection behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah. Remember what I said I don't want to ruin stuff earlier for y'all? Yeah. That's what I was yeah insinuating. Yeah, yeah. My yeah, bad. Yeah. But I, yeah, but it's tangible though. You know what I mean? There's yeah. just the six degrees of separation could connect you with yep. you know anybody. So yep. you know that's you very just keep true. Grinding and something like that will pop up. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, this leads me. This is actually uh, kind of could piggyback off the last this topic we were on. But is hip hop the most powerful music genre? Let's start with Keith. Yeah, definitely. It's um, I think even beyond hip hop, like since like the since the genesis of jazz music, black music has been the most popular um, or most powerful genre ever since you know way back. Um, Jelly Roll Morton, like there's a you know if you look Google him, he was like you know one of the people down in like the Louisiana area that was listening to classical music like Beethoven music and stuff like that and then he was like this is cool but like let me put my spin on it let me like swing it a little bit and play it how and play it to where it has a little bit more soul to it so that stuff took off and it was you know all in you know different clubs and people was and it it started a whole like um like it had a stigma to it, attached to it to where it made people want to dance and people was dancing like in that era it would be raunchy and today's yeah. era they was it they just was seemed like they were shaking hands <laughs> or something but um but yeah ever since then you know and then you got like miles davis's and all like in like we started so many um genres and 
and now it's just continuing with hip hop. Um, and it's everywhere. There's people rapping in London. There's people in, in Africa rapping. There's people, you know, all over and people in, you know, a touch Canada and, and all started from, you know, people in a mom's basement in New York. So this is crazy how, you know, something as simple as, um, hip hop music can really impact the world in a different way. And you see it in everything in like commercials and, you know, um, on ESPN, you got Wale doing the, you know, the intro for first take. And it's just like, it's crazy how broad of a scope hip hop has. So definitely. I, I think the reason why I'll say uh, hip hop is the most powerful genre is based on the simple fact that it's in everything now. Like, even if you listen to country music nowadays, the production is different. Like, if you listen to country music, you're like, I love my friend and my family. Hey, you listen to the background, it's just like, it's different, like, beat, if I, like... If huh? I hear some country musicians doing some ad-libs, like Migos or something, nah, nah. Mama. <laughs> Driving in my four truck. Four truck. Skirt, <laughs> skirt. Yeah, yeah. You know, that'd be hilarious. But, you know, I've noticed uh, just a change in other music, and it was all because of rap. Mm-hmm. And it there's just the evolution of it is it's crazy and in and I think we talked about this earlier as well the certain like lingo and words that have came from hip hop whether it be like what you said like bootylicious or mm-hmm. um, clout or lit or and this is a lot of things people say every day and don't even realize it yeah. or it'll be like uh, you'll hear somebody that they'll be like oh, I feel some type of way about that like all that came from hip hop not to mention like E forty invented like. 30 words that we yeah. use and we don't even know he invented them but yeah facts it's crazy facts mm-hmm. and like also um what's it called a question for y'all like because we're in a we're in a part of america where hip-hop is dominant mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so does it have that same impact and this, this is a question just like a question for me honestly mm-hmm. does it have that same impact in like the middle the like middle states and stuff like yeah that. hmm I, well, I would say I went to school in Iowa. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, is like generally, um, you don't really like the, like I guess like elderly people. You don't hear them, you know, rolling around like playing Drake and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, where all these like middle, you know, Midwest towns, they have colleges, and you know, college kids are like a a, a hub of people that are, you know, tapping into a lot of different stuff. They're, you know, sharing a lot of music. They're sharing a lot of, you know, just stuff that they see. They're sharing a lot of stuff they see on Instagram and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think overall, but definitely on these college campuses, you'll see, you know, people listening to, you know, hip hop a lot. But, but, but you know, I think for us, we listen to, you know, primarily hip hop. Yeah. But for them, it's like, I listen to hip hop, but I also listen to country. this guy. I also listen to Sean Mendez. Yeah. I also listen to you know a little bit of country. And and because I, I think that all the time, like <clears throat> like I know uh, like hip hop gets a lot of views, but also you go to like a Sean Mendez, mm-hmm. he's millions of views in too. Mm-hmm. Nobody around me listens to him. Or oh, you know a better example, Adele, yeah. biggest artist, technically the biggest artist in the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But. Nobody I know listens to her. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Nobody who listens to her. But at the end of the day, there is people listening to her. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, is hip-hop as dominant as we think it is because we're in a 
hip hop dominant um, section yeah, of the like country. Hub. Yeah. yeah, that's real. You know, that's, a, that's really a, good you know, and sometimes when I watch the VMAs or the Grammys, I'm like, who is this artist on stage singing? Yeah. But they, you know, obviously they got a lot of, you know, a lot of views and they be selling albums because, you know, they doing their thing. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you why hip hop is like, we kind of questioned it. Which <clears throat> you, you should always question everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said you mentioned Adele, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being the one of probably one of the biggest artists in the world. Mm-hmm. Adele was on a taxi cab show where it was like, you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly and what you're talking about. And she was rapping like Missy Elliott yeah. or something. It was a Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Yeah. So when you got, yeah, so when you got one of the biggest artists in the mm-hmm. world that's in a totally different genre and she's rapping to Nicki Minaj, I think that answered your question. No, no, that's a great point. No, I, I'm not, I'm not, um, <laughs> I'm not saying that hip hop isn't the cult. Hip hop is the culture yeah. at the, at this point. Yeah. Hip hop, like you said, is 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 controlling everything. People like people are making hip hop words, like you said, in their daily life. Like we yeah. all say lit. Like that is what we say when we talk about getting turned up. We say lit. even turned up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We all say these words. But I'm saying, I know that there has to be places where hip hop is. Non-existent, honestly. Very true. Yeah. You know, and in that case, hip hop isn't as dominant as we think it is. Because like we're thinking that it's taking over the world, but I, I can guarantee you go to some of the Midwest con- uh, states, they don't listen. To, they probably don't even listen to Drake. Yeah. You know what I'm wow. saying? That's Damn. real. Because uh, Adele has to. She she's selling more even like physical albums. Her I think her last album she didn't even do digital um, sales for like. A few weeks, and she still sold crazy amount of records. She's selling like three million first week, like dumb yeah. numbers, like yeah. ridiculous oh numbers. Goodness. She's the biggest artist in the world. Yeah, she sells dumb numbers, like mm-hmm. retarded numbers. So she, so yeah, like you saying it. It, I think, I think if you, but we have um, there's actual like hard statistics mm-hmm. that um, for every Adele, there's like. You know, a Drake, Amigos, a Nicki Minaj, a J. Cole, a Kendrick. Mm. And then, you know, there'd be a Sean Mendez. And then for every Sean Mendez, there's like, you okay. know, Jay Z, Beyonce, and DJ Khaled, and mm. Chance the Rapper. So I guess there's definitely these, you know, these huge figures on the pop culture, on, I mean, on the pop side of things. Mm. But also, um, there's like, you know, just more rappers popping right now. Like, like you said, Takashi like okay. is definitely like the hottest, probably one of the hottest people in music. Yep. You know, at the moment. So this is crazy. See, I didn't even think about it like that. My bad to cut you off. No, you good. You're okay, good. I didn't even think about it like that. You're right because all these names I'm naming, like like Adele. I can probably only name one to five. Mm-hmm. Well, rappers, I can give you 30 mm-hmm. <laughs> off rip who are big. Like, mm-hmm. Meek Mill's huge. Like, mm-hmm. Drake, obviously huge. Kendrick's huge. Um, J. Cole, huge. Mm-hmm. I, I can go down a list. You know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. okay, that makes sense. That and makes even, sense. like, kind of like kind of like you said, Adele, although she's like a pop star, she's really just making R&B music. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. What, like, what do they call it? Breakup music? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they say she's like the Drake of you know pop. She is like the female Drake. Super sad, bro. Yeah, <laughs> super sad. Hello. Yeah, bro, it don't get no sadder than that. That's like saddest what? in history. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> yeah, that, that's some shit that I think that I think the reason why, and this is gonna sound really mean, but mm-hmm. Adele's very talented. She can't sing. But I think the reason why her music is so popular because she's singing to a certain demographic, and I think that's women going through breakups. 
How do you feel about... <laughs> that's true. I think also there's this... This... Um, this... Like, if you have a, a white artist that makes what we consider, like, black music, mm-hmm. it would be R&B music or hip-hop music, I think they have this advantage of tapping into, like, two, two predominant cultures. Like, you already have yes. white fans because you're white. Yep. And then also, like... You know, a few black people would be like, "Oh, this is dope!" Like, if you, you know, there's there's black people that listen to Justin Bieber, black people that like Justin Timberlake. Fuck because, with Justin Bieber. Yeah, shout out to I mean? Justin Bieber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so hard. it's like um, they have this, you know, distinct advantage over you know someone that's you know just pr- primarily sticking to the culture they were brought up in and making music for the culture that they were brought up in. That make that makes sense, but it also you think about it, the number one consumer of rap music is our white. Teens, was it like from 16 to I forgot what it is, yeah. But you make sense what you say with like Justin Timberlake because they're they're tapping into two different audiences, mm-hmm. but it's kind of when you think about it, it's almost the same way the other way around because you got you know what I mean. Because when you got like uh J. Cole and predominantly it's you know, because or as far as no, actually, I, I take that back, that's buying music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if, if there's not enough black consumers as far as of music of buying the music, mm-hmm. there's yeah. more white doing that. Yeah. But as far as Justin Timberlake, I think I see what you're saying. Like basically, his he has two. He could grab two audiences. Yeah. He can make his last album, which was like a country album. Yeah. And also the album before, he can make like yeah. an R&B album. Got gotcha. you. Know, and, and to to also uh, go what you're <coughs> talking about, there is the uh, what's it called. The people, the most, the predominant people who buy music are white people, but it's the white people in the California area. That whole Midwest part of the United States, total different type of white people. Yeah, <laughs> total different type of white at, people. You can look at the numbers on like you know your Spotify or whatever the case. You can you can literally see like where wow. the people are that are listening to the music. And I imagine that if you looked at Drake's or whoever's, it'd be like California numbers be crazy, New yep. York numbers be crazy, exactly. Atlanta numbers be crazy, and then in Iowa it's like a little little micro mini dot. Exactly. <laughs> so true. once you tap into that whole Iowa mm-hmm. and that whole like, as just even say no, Washington's kind of close. I'm not gonna say Washington, but mm-hmm. those states in there. Mm-hmm. Once you tap in with that, that's when you know you. You out, you out of there. You're a different artist. You're pop at that point. Mm-hmm. And you know what's crazy is somebody like, like Russ. I don't like Russ personally, mm-hmm. and that's that's a music thing. Not even on some, you know, mm-hmm. being trendy and saying I don't like Russ. I really don't like Russ music. <laughs> um, what's it called? He only has that fan base. Wow. He can't he can't get us because you know obviously he was arrogant in his interviews and people don't like him. Yeah, but he can't get us. But he has. The Iowa people you're talking about, mm-hmm. so it's kind wow. of a weird dynamic to look at, man. Yeah, that's wow, crazy. That's crazy. Cause it's yeah, I can I can see that. Cause the shows be selling out, mm-hmm. but if you if you subtract those big those big markets and then just tap into those 
you know, the Nebraska's and Iowa's and stuff. He probably do crazy shows out there. Bro, crazy. And overseas he kills too. Yeah, overseas. Yeah. Over, overseas he makes a mm-hmm. killing. And that's another place. Once you once you hit with the overseas place, you're you're gone. You're out of there. You're mm-hmm. you're you're out of there. That's why Russ is even though the whole culture doesn't like him, that's why he still does those numbers. That's why he still sells those type of shows. It's cause he has that them different white that we talk about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he crazy. has that type, type of fan base. I, you know, this is the reason why you have a legitimate point. The reason why you have a legitimate point in re, in regards to the, the white consumers is because black people in California are different than black people in Alabama. Yes. We're not even the same. Yes. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, when you look at it that way, mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Even in Atlanta, you got to think, like, we we... We like E forty. We like yeah. you know schoolboy cues exactly. and guys like this. But there's probably somebody in Atlanta that's like that. He don't ever pop up on a playlist. Facts. And even yeah. you go to places like my my brother. He lived in Texas, and one of his ex girlfriends. I asked her like, "Do you know who YG is?" She had no idea. Oh my goodness. Well, no. I mean, it makes sense though. Why? Well, at the time it was like two years ago, so he was big, but he ain't as big as he is now. Exactly. And like two years ago, like he was he was big. Don't get me wrong, but if you weren't from like the West Coast, it was like you knew about him, but she weren't really bumping him. Yeah. Like you wasn't riding to YG. Like you yeah. just heard about him through like probably seen an interview or something here and there, but you ain't never really tapped in with him. It's regular. <laughs> Trey I, want, I want all that. I want all that blood. Yeah, that's a that's the thing. Like we we honestly we live in like little hubs. As much as the internet has like globalized everything Mm -hmm. we're still a product of like our surroundings so if your friends is bumping a certain artist you probably gonna bump that certain artist so even like like now i'm you know i'm in california but when i was in new mexico a lot of my roommates and stuff were listening to country music so you know i would you know play like blake sheldon's and you know jason aldean and stuff like that every now and then and that's an, that's another thing um, that I didn't think like country artists they have a, a huge college college demographic, so th- those guys those country musicians would come to um, like the the they would do the basketball arena at our school and like in different like small schools, and they would kill those things would be sold out in like a few days. I bet. And what's the other one? You got Blake Sheldon, but it's the other guy that's huge too. Dang it! He like he look. No, 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 no. He's literally like the Trey Songs of country music. Oh, yeah, this, I don't th- know. This guy's got chicks up on stage and all kind of stuff. Yeah. Damn it. What's his name? But, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, we live in a huge country city. Mm-hmm. Like, Bakersfield is like, it is country. Yeah. <laughs> That's what everyone stops here on their tours when they do the, the little country tours. That's crazy. Going to stop in Bakersfield and, you know, tapping tapping with my fans there. <laughs> they don't say tap in. <laughs> it's hip hop. If they say tap in, that means, yeah, that's crazy. That's a different type of country. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you country, country. I'm going to come back. Go ahead, go ahead. Bakersfield is lit out there. Got to turn up one time with, with my fans there. My boy cities, he always be like, now introduce us to the States. Joe Maynard. I be like, bruh. Bruh. Oh, man. That's hilarious. All right, man. Moving along. Moving along. Question. What's up? Do compliments work on women? 
if they think you cute. <laughs> yeah, elaborate yeah. on that. Elaborate, man. I'm saying though, it's always that that can I get a hug, nigga? They ain't fucking with. <laughs> like he the nicest nigga in the world. You feel me? Like he got he got all the sauce, low key, when it comes to treating a woman right. Yeah, but it's the she want the light skin tatted up, nigga. You know what I'm saying? That that's gonna do her in. That's what she want. Damn. You feel me? So and he can tell her whatever you want. Oh, you look good, B I T C A. It's like you know what I'm saying. She ain't yeah. tripping when the when the when the can I get a hug, nigga? Was just like, oh, you beautiful today, and she gonna be like, yeah, nah, <laughs> this ain't it. Nah, you ain't it. So yeah, Dang. that's yeah. real. I think, I think, um, yeah, man. I, I there should be a study done of like two people just complimenting a girl. And not even in like a flirtatious manner, like, oh, you have a nice shirt on today, or oh, you, you know, uh, I really like that dress, or whatever the case, and uh, see what the response is depending on how the guy looks. Mm-hmm. This is some nerdy guy with huge glasses and, you know, tape on his glasses and whatnot, and he's complimenting the girl versus like the tatted up light skinned dude and see how, see how the girl responds. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we think, I think I know if you conduct that study, we know how that's, that's going to end up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we just need visual evidence. Yeah, visual evidence. This is show these women. Y'all ain't shit. <laughs> I'm joking. I am. I'm joking. Let me let me clear. I'm joking. I, no, lo- I love women. I listen to your music. <laughs> <laughs> They're done. <laughs> they, they said fuck this nigga. <laughs> they were like fuck this nigga. But no, I'm joking, man. I'm joking. Yeah. There's some great girls out there. Oh yeah. yeah. But see, the thing is, is uh, this is what I I live by. I'll be honest. I don't compliment women. And I'll, I'll explain why. The reason why you shouldn't even compliment women, for one, is because women have the most non, just the most non-genuine compliments. Women get them all day. When men compliment women, they typically want something. Mm-hmm. So by you even doing that, they're like, "Oh, he just wants to fuck me." <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like, "Hey, hey, you look great." Oh, he just wants to fuck me. Mm-hmm. But if you could walk up and like be display humor or crack a joke or make her laugh, and then to start talking to her. You don't have to compliment her. Mm-hmm. I, I think you really shouldn't be complimenting women like that until you got her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you got her and she like really rocking with you, you'd be like, yeah, you looking damn good today. You know? But if you just some guy walking up to a chick, that shit ain't gonna work unless she is straight out attracted to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you know? Nice. If you if you're a, if you gotta be self-aware. You have to know where you fall. You know, I'm not saying judge other men and judge yourself. You got to know where you fall. You know when you're extremely a handsome guy. You know when you're in between. And you know when you're butt ugly. Like, everybody's mm-hmm. going to know where yeah. they're at, mm-hmm. you know, even if they don't want to own up to it. Mm-hmm. So, when you approach women, know where you're at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you're super handsome, you really don't got to have no game. You just walk up and say anything and it's going to fucking work. Hit her with the squinnies. For the what? The squinties. For the squinty eyes? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work unless you unless you are... If a, and It's not going to work unless a woman sees you as a catch. Mm-hmm. Women like a guy that's a catch. Like, because the women actually choose men a lot of times based on how their peers feel about you. So the, you got to be somebody they're going to brag on. Like, oh, yeah, him. I'm talking to him. Oh, girl, he cute. You know what's crazy? <laughs> I'm going to piggyback on that. That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> they like niggas that seem like they popping. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If the niggas seem like he popping, she's like, oh, can I pop too? That's, that's, that's where her mind is going. <laughs> trying to pop together. Yeah, yeah, you feel me? She's she trying to pop like rocks. 
<laughs> that's what they're doing. So I feel it. Mm-hmm. I feel it. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I wonder where this, um, that you, not me personally, but you, you know, you'll get the guy that compliments the girl like, oh, you look beautiful today. I have a boyfriend. Like, where does that response come from? Uh, that immediate, like, like no, we're not doing I think this I can answer that. Yeah. I think it comes from them wanting to use that as an outlet because they are totally out on you from the beginning. Yep. I've seen this a million times, and I've had it happen to me in regards to when you approach a woman, you're talking to her, she's laughing, she's smiling. You can ask her for, hey, well, here, take my number. I don't, that's why I don't ask women for their number either. I give them mine. Because they'll text me when they want to text me, when it's convenient for them. That's how you really, you basically want to put the ball in their court from the beginning. Mm-hmm. As, but um, in regards to the boyfriend thing, yeah, that's just a cop out. Have you ever talked to someone and then later on you found out they was in a relationship? Oh, of course. That, but yeah. women, even when they like you, <laughs> if, they, if they like you and they got a boyfriend, they're still going to, they're going to. They're not going to tell you they have a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not going to tell you they have a man. I, I've dealt with many women that, you know, they don't know where their relationship is going. So they're like, hey, this Eddie guy is actually... Nah, my rocks. girl better be saying I got a man. <laughs> <laughs> she better be out there right now <laughs> telling niggas I got a man. Hey, man. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> but it's the truth, man. It's, it's, an, it's an unfortunate, it's an unfortunate situation, mm-hmm. but it's true. Um, that if they do, I have a boyfriend. It's because they may not be attracted to you, or they just they just don't want to go through anything. They don't want to explain anything. Exactly. But that's why I you don't walk. I don't walk up complimenting anyone. Mm-hmm. And the the vibe's got to be there. If I don't mm-hmm. see feel a vibe where there's a mutual attraction, where like I look at her, she's looking at me, but she's not like turning away, and she's not. You know, women just have body language that allows you to know, like when they're when they're into you. Yeah, they'll stare at you. They'll bust them staring at you. Yeah, you know and, and then you'll see them, and they'll either smile or they won't stop. They'll just keep looking. Yeah, you know. So that's that's usually the easiest way. If a girl ain't giving you no looks, there's no need for you to be walking up to her. Hey, girl, you look good, right? That's She's gonna be like, real. like what? Like That's we're, the most we're like concept, but it makes a lot of sense. She's like, you bold? That's what she gonna think. You bold? Like what? Like what you getting at? <laughs> you bold, bold. <laughs> you know, be messed up. What if she did a ha ha Davis on you? Like you walk up to her, she be like, you ugly, ugly. <laughs> I'm like, girl, you in an uproar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's horrible, man. Yeah, it's really it's that's crazy. It just all boils down to just that simple concept. Yeah. If she ain't giving you no looks, then just mind your just mind your business. That's all it is. And then yo, if you get that down, your shooting percentage would be out a hundred percent. Even even you can take that concept to social media. If you posting pictures and she ain't liking them. Well, Keith, you a smart nigga, bro. That was tight. <laughs> you, you a smart nigga, bro. That was, that's, no, that's facts, though. Like, if you yeah. can, like, if she ain't liking your pictures, if she don't even, like, watch your story, bro, dang. do not slide in her DMs. There's that's no real. point. Bro, that's, damn. That's that's real, though. Because the thing about it is, it's inevitable. If a woman likes you, they're going to give you some form of attention. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Some of it's going to be very direct. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And... You, you, it, social media, it's almost like the middleman. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you, it, you, if you, I don't know, you could kind of use social media to leverage, like, not, I'm not gonna say a relationship, but a connection between you and a chick. 
Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever deliberately, I'm not saying deliberately posted something, but post it and you thought about like, hmm. And then all of a sudden the chick pops up and she's commenting in the comments and mm-hmm. you're like, oh yeah, yeah, she wants it. <laughs> yeah yeah i think we've all done it to a certain i know i think i'm positive women do this mm-hmm. the selfies they post the little sensual look they have in their eyes when they post the selfie mm-hmm. you know little seductive look with the per- the perfect amount of cleavage in it uh-huh. and the booty pics and all of that. This is why I tell my girl, do not post cleavage pics. So we not do it because th- this conversation niggas is having about her. <laughs> so yeah. I'm getting this. You can't. Bruh. No niggas cleavage really in the pics. your girl on the low. On, bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? And then shake your hand the next day. Right. Like, yeah, yeah no. And they cool. even wash their hands or nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bro, like, you was just in my girl's DMs, bro. Like, what are you doing trying to shake my hand? Man. How, you know what's crazy? All right, I want to ask y'all a question. <laughs> so, what? What's. Y'all, we still got time? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah bro. Right, Cool. So. Today I got time, cuz. <laughs> 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 no, okay. So. What's worse, a girl who gives a nigga attention or a girl who craves attention from niggas? And this that's a weird question. Let me, let me, let me elaborate. Mm-hmm. So, you say you got a girl, right? Mm-hmm. What would you rather have? Your girl being one of those girls who just like attention or one of those girls who give attention to niggas. Like I don't know if I'm making Ooh. sense because a lot of a lot of a lot of girls act like they don't like attention. But if you over here posting pictures, you know, like mm-hmm. like with your cleavage out, you obviously want attention. Mm-hmm. So that's that type of girl. Or there's a girl who, uh, like I said, they see niggas in person. They just want to be all around niggas all the time, or they always want to go out and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So what's what's worse to you? Oh my god, you go first, man. What's worse? Uh, Wasn't that crazy? I think just based on the, like, as men, we have, like, a go-getter mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're usually the one that's more active in pursuing the women. I would I would frown at the girl that's, you know, the the one that's doing that. You know what I mean? I feel like that's, a, like, a man's job to, you know, to go get the women. So if a girl is, you know, actively seeking attention in that aspect, like, you know, going to clubs and, uh, you know, Trying to hang around the cool, the cool guys. And Would you cuff either one? Nah. No. Nah, can't do it. What? What if you really liked the girl? What if the girl was somebody that you think could change or something like that? What if you just really liked her? I think that I think both of them are huge character flaws. So I don't know. Like if you, she could be the nicest person. I know people that are like genuinely nice people. But they are like, you know, that they have that, you know, whatever, um, whatever uh, stuck inside them that they want attention or they're craving attention. Stuck inside and, them. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> why you got to take it there? Go <laughs> uh, ahead, man. Nah, but yeah, so, um, but, you know, that's going to, that's going to come back to haunt you later on, whether, and that, that, that. Um, character flaw is stemmed from like some deep dark place you know what I mean so you can be you know a year later down the line that's going to come up in the form of like jealousy or 
envy or, you know, you can be, do especially like in, in your, in your case, you're going to be doing videos. There might be girls around mm -hmm. and she may constantly be badgering you and, you know, FaceTime me right now, see what's going on. So, mm -hmm. um, you just don't, you just want to nip that in the butt quick. That you makes know what sense. I mean? Just keep those people at a distance. That makes sense. That's a great point. Um, with me, I pick A or B. I say neither because I know there's a third girl and she's very cognizant of what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that a woman that respects her boyfriend, she creates boundaries for herself. She knows that her titties should not be on Instagram. Her booty should not be on the counter. She should not be in guy's face uh, looking for attention or all these things because when women really care about something just like men... Mm -hmm they're too fr too afraid to lose that because they know they got something real. So when you got a chick that's looking for attention or or is uh, the, whatever the other one was, they're both fucked up. That's yeah. not going to work. That's like, that's a girl that you're like, hey, let's hang out, and then you fuck her and you don't deal with her anymore. Yeah. And I know that sounds horrible to say that, but that's how, re this reality, that's mm -hmm. reality. That is the most, that is as far as you go with a girl like that because what's going to happen is, is, that has to be short-lived because if you deal with her long enough, mm -hmm. human interaction, we're going to get feelings for that person. That's just how it works. So you end up somehow getting feelings for this person that doesn't know how to respect you. And now you just got a big shit fire. <laughs> and, you, you know, it's hard to put fiery shit out. Yeah. So <laughs> that's not good, man. It ain't, it ain't good at all. And th thank you guys for answering the question right. I asked it wrong. I meant to ask what is a worst character? What is a, wor a worst character flaw? Mm -hmm. Like, that's yeah. what I meant to say. You guys answered it yeah. right, though. I have a question, though. Like, what's up? There are, there. so there's girls that, you know, are basically like half naked on Instagram just for the sakes of getting likes. Yeah. Um, and it's, there's like no real artistic value to it. And then there's some girls that like to get naked, but they, you know, they, they think it's artistic. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think those girls are the same? Like, are they, are they both seeking attention or do you genuinely think that there are girls that are like posting like naked pictures because they think it's artistic? I, I think personally that either one, they're, they're both trying to seek attention. One is just masked up a little better. Yeah. But, That's um... Right. I mean, it may be artistic, but at the end of the day, you know what type of attention that brings. Mm -hmm. You you know what type of attention that brings. So you can't be you can't be the one posting naked pictures and get mad when niggas comment like, hey. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to slide in because Girl, I mean you that's yeah, hey. <laughs> you feel me? And then like and then you the one over here on Twitter. Why do you guys always <laughs> comment this? Like, bro, you 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 bringing that attention upon yourself. You can't yeah. be mad. You know what I think? What it is is I think they're 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 pouring um, small cups of of water on a fire. And what I mean by that is is when when women find out they're in too deep, they got their titties and their ass and everything out, mm -hmm. and they start having guys post disgusting things in the comment. They have to act like they don't like the attention mm -hmm. by using a squirt gun on a fucking flame, mm -hmm. but they love it because <laughs> it makes them feel like, I got it. I got this. So you really think they love it? I think they love it. Mm -hmm. if, if you didn't love it, then you wouldn't post it. Mm -hmm. Ooh. I, we're all very we're all very aware of the shit we put on social media. We all have an objective behind the shit we post. Mm -hmm. So if you say, you know what? I didn't know my nipple was out. There was a chick literally not too long ago. Not dropping names. Her nipple was out. 
She had a big brown nipple on uh-huh. fucking Instagram. Like and a I, pepperoni. I, yeah, she had a big... It was a nice nipple, though. But it was a, <laughs> it was a big, big old brown nipple. And that's the first... I was scrolling through, and it's like the nipple screamed at me. Like, it was like, nipple! You know? <laughs> and she was like, you know, um, might as well just leave it like this and not blur it out. I had a nip slip today. And I'm thinking, like... You posted it. Like, you knew what you were doing. Yeah. So, let me play devil's advocate here. Let me play devil's advocate. <laughs> so, so say, say for me, right, I know once I get famous in music, it's going to bring groupies onto me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm going to get that attention. So, should I? So, okay. So, if, I, if, I, if I'm getting that type of attention and I know it's from the music and... She's getting that type of attention, and she knows it from those pictures, but she really genuinely feels like she's doing it in an artsy way, because I feel like I'm doing music because it's art, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if they both bring that type of attention. Mm-hmm. How How is she wrong if, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you saying y'all in the same boat. We in the same boat. Low key. I think... That's weird. And you make music for girls, too. Yeah. So... So I know what type of attention it brings. And me personally, I'm not doing it to get, you know, those type of girls. I'm really doing it because it's what I love and Mm -hmm. all that, all that stuff. But I know what type of attention it brings. Yeah. I think in the back of everyone's mind, though, they're like, if you make music Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, generally if if you, you know, if you've had like a a solid amount of women, you know, under your belt, um, but there's always this like question in the back of your mind like yo like i always hear these rappers talking about groupies and stuff yeah. like i think there's a little bit of curiosity back there yeah as a rapper we all want groupies oh you just got me you just got me cuz you just he said from the jump that we all they love it mm-hmm. so and they secretly want that attention mm-hmm. so yeah no you guys are right so cuz yeah as a rapper we all want groupies that don't mean we need them to have sex with them yeah. we just want groupies just this idea of a lot of women liking you yeah. just so you can put it in a song <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. i got a bitch from africa he <laughs> was like whoa yeah you know what man um i feel like the woman that supposedly is artistically displaying her body mm-hmm. versus a musician who is making music. Mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit of a difference and I'll tell you why. Okay. I think music speaks to people, obviously, and it's and it's extremely influential in culture and you know as far as clothing and all and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. But when your body when your body is nude, that is extremely powerful. Like, when your nipples are showing, when your booty is showing, your legs, your thighs, that is just sex, 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 sex. Yeah. You know, versus where, as an artist, when you're putting content out there, and I don't know, if it's sexually driven, then it will be more of a comparison. Mm -hmm. But if it's just you putting out quality, well-thought content and women gravitate to it yeah then it's still different it's it's not there's not a direct correlation between you know some chick being naked and garnering that attention from guys want to do her mm-hmm. and a guy doing music and women want to do it's just it's a little what, bit different what, what if she what if she really feels that like i get what you're saying but what if she really feels that this is art and this is something that i'm doing because it's quality content 
and she's doing it for you know what if what if photography not photography what if um she wants to be a model and she knows that's the route she has to take to do it you mm. know so either way like for me I'm doing like you said I'm making quality content and people are gravitating to it what if this is her version of quality content that people graduate I mean uh, gravitate to hmm that's a hell of a question I mean it depends on what her objective is too if she's using this just as a stepping stone, mm-hmm. then that's a problem. <laughs> if she's using this as a stepping stone yeah. and she's and it's not ultimately what her goal is and and at the end of the day, mm-hmm. then she's leveraging her body, which is different from putting out content. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. With, you know, like sense. it's it's like a different yeah. it's a different grind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but it's this is crazy, man. It's a lot to think about. And first of all, let's make this very clear. We're not shaming women for being naked. We just want you to understand there is a certain type of attention that it, that comes from that shit. I have a question, though. What do you guys think drives, like, I guess any person, but, like, we're talking about women right now. Mm-hmm. What drives a woman to want to be a model? Like, as far as, if you know, if you want to be an art, like, you know, painter, mm-hmm. you know, you just kind of have a passion for painting. Or if you want to make music, you may have looked up to a musician and was like, oh, man, that's dope. I think I can do, you know, the same thing or I think I can follow in their footsteps. But modeling is like, like what, like what, like what is that initial thing? Like, do they just see someone on a billboard and be like, oh, I want to do that? Or is it like an ego thing? Like, I just want people to like, like me or something? I think that's where you hit it at. Um. I think it's an ego thing. I think, <laughs> I, I think, I think when you want to become a model, I just feel like you got that. You feel like you got it in you to be able to sell your looks. You look, you, one day you look in the mirror, you just like, damn, I look good. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, you know what I'm saying? I look good. I can do that. Mm-hmm. And then you take a picture and it goes from there. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. I do look good. Oh, this actually works. And then they see another way out. I think, I think that's how people just see it. Like, it's Especially a way out. this idea that you're getting paid strictly based off of how you look. Yeah. Crazy. I'll touch on that. One word: narcissism. Mm-hmm. You are extremely narcissistic. I mean, I'm not saying Emmy. You know, that's not a good goal to have. Mm-hmm. But um, ultimately, that's the case. Like he said, you looked in the mirror. You said, you know what? I can do this. And and what else is funny too is you notice any girl that's in your city locally that looks pretty good for some reason they have all these professional looking pictures on social media because they you know they think they're models. It's like every really good looking woman. I'm not gonna say every single one of them, but a lot of them be having a whole bunch of professional looking pictures of themselves online, and they post a ton of millions of selfies of themselves. Yeah, it's all narcissism. All modeling is is a professional narcissist. That's all. It's people mm-hmm. taking pictures of them mm-hmm. that they would take of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know who takes the most selfies out of anyone? Pretty girls. You see them all motherfucking day with the phone on them and it's just some bullshit caption like, mm, I was starving. And it is like, they're just constantly feeding their ego. Constantly feeding that ego, man. I mean, that's what social media is, though. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. It that's just, what the like button is for. Yeah, yeah. literally, literally, and that's what keeps us coming back because we post a new picture and we want to see how many likes we get. So we keep coming back to it. We're like, oh, how many likes I got now? Or even just like I got, I make music. Y'all make a podcast. Y'all probably watch the views all the time. I know I do with my music. 
I can tell you my views. I ain't one of these rappers who will lie and be like, oh, I think I got, nah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, that's what we all, we all want, we all seeking validation. So I get it. I don't, I don't, I don't shame people for doing it. But at the end of the day, you're right. It is narcissism. It's, it's, it's just having a big ego. You looked in the mirror and was like, bro. Are we, are we any different though as artists? No, that's why I'm not shaming yeah. them. <laughs> no, I, I I heard myself rap one day. I was like, oh, you kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, know what, what I'm saying? You you got a hell of a point because you know I've I've listened to some podcasts when I was at work and I was like, yo, that shit was dope. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? That is one hell of a point. Yeah. And it all comes back to being self aware. Mm-hmm. Like once once you are aware of like I'm doing this, I'm looking at this. It's no real difference between this and this. Mm-hmm. You know that makes that's that's a a golden point mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah it is that's a crazy idea that you know we're all seeking that same sort of validation in different realms yeah some more than others though I'm gonna be honest and, yeah and ours, is from, our, ours <laughs> yeah. is from an artistic standpoint yeah so I think that's what kind of makes it a little bit different mm-hmm. is that we have a goal in mind but when you just got your tits out and it's on social media and it's just like you're not leveraging social media for something more important, you're not making any money, mm-hmm. you just love the attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the attention that drives you. It's like it's almost like I would compare attention in today's world to like crack in the eighties. No, that's facts. Yeah. That's crazy. It's that's like fact. the fucking crack epidemic, except Damn. with attention. No, because I even be noticed, like I said, I'll be noticing myself doing it, man. I'll be I'll be chilling. <laughs> I'm just like, damn, bro, I tweeted something. Let me see how many likes that tweet got. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, yo, how many retweets my shit get? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I really think about that type of stuff and it's kind of crazy. Like, why do I even need that to validate anything I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. why do actually you do <laughs> you do need it because if you, you don't it, get it, people don't follow you they need they need to see it too it's not just for your validation it's for other people's validation to think you're cool remember how we talked earlier yeah. how you need other people to, to to validate something for you like oh is that cool cool you know what i'm saying yeah. so that's what it's for too so I, the, I know the more validation i get the more other people will see me validated Damn, that's nice. real that's crazy is there um i know for me like you like always in your mind I think I think once we put stuff out into the world, we don't know what people will gravitate to. Mm-hmm. I think even like you know some songs I have that I think like is like some may one may have like a lot of views and then the other one may not have as many views, but I like the one that has not as many views a little bit more than happens all the time. Um, and even on the podcast, there's certain episodes where I'd be like, man, this is the one. Like, this is going to take us into stardom. And then they get like 20 listens. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. one that, like, you know, one that we just like laughing the whole time, it gets like more listens. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. But like, is, <laughs> um, like, how does that affect your ego? You know what I mean? Me personally? Yeah. Like, um, honestly, when it comes to that type of stuff, like, as an artist, we're all sensitive. Mm-hmm. And niggas cap about it, but I'm not gonna cap. We sensitive as yeah. far as like we always want that validation. Like mm-hmm. I'm not sensitive to the point where you tell me my song's bad. I'm gonna be mad at you. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's not your job to like my song. It's mm-hmm. my job to make you like my song mm-hmm. or make a good, a good enough song to that you'll like it. Yeah. So, but I'm sensitive to the point to where like if I drop something, I need to see that validation, or else I'm not gonna feel validated because that's what the music shit is about. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's where I get sensitive at. Like, if I don't get like put out a song recently, though, I put out a song with O3 Rito, right? Yeah, that song, O3 Rito. I'm expecting it to skyrocket, bro. Yeah, I thought that was the one. Yeah, it's gonna get twenty twenty nine thousand views, bro. Yeah, 
that's that, don't get me wrong, that's great. People never hit that ever in their life a lot of times. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But it's, it didn't it's happen. Comparison to other stuff. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It didn't happen. So, man, it doesn't it doesn't affect me too much. It, it makes me work harder, mm-hmm. but it does it does affect me. I do mm-hmm. feel it. I do be like, damn, bro. I wish that someone that went up. I thought that was the one. Mm-hmm. Damn, now I gotta re rethink and re uh, recoup and like figure this shit out again. You know? When you when you when you get to this this point where you know your songs are getting a certain amount of views. Mm-hmm. Um, how much of what you, what you're doing is based on what the audience will like, and how much of it is based on what you think is cool? Great question, man. Honestly, because that when I started getting views changed everything. Mm-hmm. You know, because I started off making music with your brother. Yeah. That I wasn't doing this to be in the West Coast lane. Mm-hmm. My biggest song is a West Coast song. Mm-hmm. So I have an audience in that, and mind you, that's still not gonna be my my main goal. That's why I put it out through DJ Ashby, by the way, mm-hmm. so I can figure out a way to um, put it out the right way because mm-hmm. it sounds good, but not get branded by it. Yeah. Either way, I got branded by it though because it's my biggest song. But um, where I was like, oh, okay, but you know that I was making music with your brother, and it was not West Coast at all. Yeah. So like. The fact that that song got that many views, I knew I had to keep feeding that audience. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I keep having to feed that audience, even though I'm keeping my main core audience. I'm still feeding that audience. That's why you still got the DJ Ashby songs coming. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying for that reason. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what? I was thinking about something. Mm-hmm. I think whenever you're an artist of any sort, you're not so much looking for just validation. You are, but you're also looking for results. That's what sets you apart from just a person seeking validation. Results. Yeah. So when you're putting out something, you you are in a way seeking validation because I mean you seek you want to be validated, mm-hmm. but you're you're looking for results. Like we all need those results to know what we need to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we need to have this person on next time on a podcast, or maybe we need to do this, or maybe mm-hmm. you thought about this. And me and Keith talk all the time, so that's it's kind of it's kind of weird, but yeah. It's like a double. It's like a double whammy with with an artist or anybody putting out content. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I, I know for me, like when I did my senior project, um, the whole the whole like me and the guys that worked on the film, our whole mindset was just to like kill in the in the showcase. Like we wanted to go in there, and we, like and like our movie is about like you know a, a band, so. A little bit of that band mentality, like, kind of went to their head. They really started believing that they were a real group and not just actually making a movie. So, like, going in with that mindset, it was almost like you know, you're, you're, imagine you're, um, like, it was like that Drake tour with, where like ASAP Rocky and Two Chains and Kendrick Lamar and all of those people were on there together. I'm, I'm sure there's some like competitive nature, like, yo, I want to kill when I go on stage, or ASAP, I want to kill mm-hmm. when I go on stage. So. Like we kind of went in there with that mentality, so and then once once people actually liked it and people were like you know laughing and the thing, it was like like almost a relief. Like oh man, okay, like cool. This is like this is solid. Like we got something we could work with here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's an interesting spot like being an artist because you at a certain point you're just alone sitting in the room or you're in a writing room with people or you're in a studio with an engineer mm-hmm. and you're doing it for yourself but always in the back of your mind it's like like I'm not going to die holding on to this I'm going to release it to the world 
and we always hope for a positive response. So it's just this weird, like the weirdest thing that it's it's kind of it's kind of honest. It's kind of scary, man, because you you put so much into it, mm-hmm. not knowing what's gonna work. Yeah, bruh, that's you know? for us every week. Yeah, <laughs> you put so much into it. You put your time, put your effort, money, mm-hmm. put your financials into it, and. It just may flop, you know? Yeah. Like, it may do nothing. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, all you can do is keep going. So that's why it gets scary because you're like, damn, if I keep going, that may not work either, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a scary thing, man, but, you know, we, mm-hmm. we either figure it out or we don't. Yeah. I just, I just love your attitude, man. Especially mm-hmm. this young. You know, only 21 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're just, uh, you're putting your, all your effort into it. And... The thing about it is, is like a lot of people, even with, I feel you've had some success, obviously, to have millions of views. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But there are people that get where you at and be like, shit, I'm on. Fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until my mama good, I'm I'm not on. Until my girl good, I'm not on. Until my niggas good, I'm not on. Until, until I can help people here and bring the city up with me, I'm not on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've had artists make it here. Like I said, not rappers, but we had artists make it here. Nobody helps. Bruh. Nobody helps. There's no reason for us not to have a, a record label in Bakersfield. There's not any reason for that. We don't have one rec- real record label in Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for that. And, like, that's my goal, man, is to really be able to... Because I know me coming up... Right when I right when I hit college, man, I, I thought college was cool. And I actually did well in college. I just realized it wasn't for me. So if I knew that right away and I believed it, and I really knew it, like I really knew it. There's a lot of other kids who going to college right now. I'm like, dang, I don't want to do this. And there's no other way out because they have no one to look up to. No rapper has ever made. I mean, they have people to look up to, but there's not an artist here to look up to. There is no one that can be like, okay, it's actually possible from here. Even people who leave beggars for the move to L.A. don't make it. Because you're still a Bakersfield artist at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You, your core audience is still going to be Bakersfield until you pop. So you, people got to get that, man. They got to get that in their head. Like, yo, like, we we got to help each other. We got to stay positive. We got to understand that either we're going to do this together and figure something out or it's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We can't all be hating on each other all the time. It doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah. You definitely, yeah. That's a hell of a point. Very mm-hmm. profound point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we definitely got some work to do. Um, we support you. You know. And yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> obviously, appreciate it. millions of other people do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, uh, before we close the podcast, mm-hmm. we just want to, you know, figure out what, just let us know everything you're working on or things you've already done and just put it out into the universe, man. Shout out your show, social media. Shout out everything out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Twitter at Joe Maynard HR. Uh, Instagram, Joe underscore Maynard. Spell Maynard. Uh, M-A-Y-N-O-R. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm just working on my, uh, like I said, I got a single coming out in the next month or so. Me and me and Ash dropped a few songs over the summer. They're all summer vibes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my song Say Less is doing pretty well. Um, my song No Cap is doing well. We did 20, 21,000 in 10 days. Mm-hmm. So, we, you know, we're doing well on that. Um, you know, I'm just... Just grinding, man. Uh, I got a tape already done. It's been done for months now, man, but I need my buzz bigger. So until I'm not going to waste 
all that time and money we spent on the tape and, and just drop something when my buzz isn't big enough. Mm-hmm. So I got my tape. Mirrors is going to be coming out, uh, you know, like I said, when the buzz get right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been done for months. And like I said, man, we're just going to keep working. We're going to keep making it happen until, you know, yeah. until it happens. Do you have a, what's the, what's the plan, like, to, um, are you trying to get signed? Or are you just trying to do, like, an independent grind? Oh, yeah, I'm signing instantly. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, man, it's like, I figured it out independent. I figured it out. Like, mm-hmm. I figured out all it is. It just, if you gave me $100,000 right now, right? Mm-hmm. I would turn myself into a star. You know what I'm saying? So, so money, it, huh? it's all it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm the type of dude, man, I get a check, man. I still work. Every check I get goes to music. I make a lot of money off music now. My feature is like two seventy five. dollars want to buy a feature? Mm-hmm. I'm, I sell a lot of those. Like People people mess with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All nice. that goes to music. So if you gave me $100,000, I would figure it out instantly. The thing is, is like, People think, you know, $100,000 is a low signing bonus for a label, right? That's like a low signing bonus. That's super low, actually. Mm-hmm. And and if you get that, most likely you're going to get shelves, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to put you in the background. But somebody like me who's already figured it out by himself, give me that money. You can shell me all you want. I'm going to figure this shit out. You gave me money. That's all I really need. All I needed was backing. I didn't need nothing else at this point. Like I said, I have to figure it out on my own. So I already did. I'm just missing money. Money's my only thing I'm missing right now. Mm-hmm. So give me that, and it's, it's over. Yeah. So you know? If you, if you got signed, you can get all that backing. I would get all the backing I need. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So a person like me, and then my music as well isn't, I don't make hood music. My music, I try to make it for a bigger audience. I don't even try. Just what happened. And then yeah. now I just kind of know. Like you said, self-awareness. We talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Now I'm kind of aware that I do make a um, a bigger sounding. Not even saying it's better than other people. It's just like a bigger sound, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? So, yeah, they'll be able to help me push that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, man. So I'm signing instantly, man. That's the plan is to, is to work. I want to try to get signed by the end of this year. That's the goal, man. I'm sitting on a lot of big features and things like that, but I'm not putting none of those out until I know I got the marketing money and I know I got the right plan behind all of them. Smart what, man. Um, uh, you just had a show recently, too. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Um, it went well, but it didn't go as well like as the one before, man. Summer's over. Big shout out to DJ Will, man. That's my boy, man. Heavy rain forever. Mm-hmm. And... um. Yeah, man, we it, it, it was it was cool. We had a good time. That's all that really mattered. We had a good time. I, yeah. I said cool, like sixty, seventy people showed up. Wasn't nothing. Wasn't nothing crazy, mm-hmm. but it was it was fun, man. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, had an after party. That was fun, you know. So that's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, first and foremost, we want to thank you for coming on, man. Yeah. Is, is hey, that man. worth a guest? Thank Four, you guys, four? man. You guys. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. You guys were fun, man. Like I, I, I came in here, <laughs> I came in here not knowing what to expect. Honestly, man, I've never done a podcast. I'm a big fan of them, but I didn't yeah. know what to expect, man. I, like I said, I've heard, I've heard one all the way through. I've listened to some here and there, like, like you know, when I got time. Yeah. And so, but I, you know, coming in here is different. Like I said, I've never recorded a podcast, so I didn't know what to even say to keep mm-hmm. it a buck. But man, it was just good conversation, honestly. Yeah, man. And I appreciate you guys for all the insight. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Not a problem, man. Well, if you're out there and you're scared to come on the podcast, don't be scared. (laughs) Don't be scared. 
Don't be scared. It's <laughs> only a podcast. Oh, oh, okay. And also, also, one more, one last thing. Can I give my I shout out real quick? Okay. I want to give a shout out, man, to my group, Heavy Rain. I want to give a shout out to my boy Cancer, uh, my boy uh, Cities, my my homegirl Smalls, um, Diana. Also, Art Mark, my cameraman, and BP, also my other cameraman. Uh, also, my manager, Nate. My boy, KJ, man. I, all the way out KJ there in Colorado. Little bro. <laughs> you feel me? That's my nigga, man. I, I'm bringing, as soon as we get signed, I'm bringing that nigga back down here, bro. So, That's real. you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, man. Appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. Definitely, man. All right, man. Well, you've been listening to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. All righty. We're out of here. Peace.